All right, we're going to continue on this theme of generous living. I call these mini-messages. We're just walking together through a chapter in the Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. The general theme of this chapter is giving. Now let me just say, if you're a person who finds it uncomfortable to sit in church and hear someone talk about giving or someone talk about uh, a stewardship, you're not very familiar with your Bible. Do you know there are more than 2,300 verses in the Bible that directly address our stewardship, our, our uh, managing God's resources? That, that's a lot of Scripture. If we don't talk about giving, we're leaving a huge chunk of Scripture out. If you look at the teachings of Jesus, someone has calculated one of every ten verses in the gospel, Jesus is addressing this matter of our generosity. Now, in the chapter, remember, he's uh, writing to the church at Corinth. That church had committed to a love offering to help relieve suffering saints over in Jerusalem, but now they are rethinking that. They're beginning to step back, and this deeply troubles Paul. So we'll pick it up again in verse 11. So now finish doing it as well so that your readiness in desiring it may be matched by your completing it out of what you have. For if the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. Now, finish doing it. You made a commitment to this love offering. Complete it. Do what you said you would do. Honor your commitment to the Lord. Then he has this little phrase of underlined it twice. Give out of what you have. A person gives out of what they have. Well, that brings us to our third living giving principle. It's a short one tonight. God wants me to learn to give out of that which I have. Well, you say, Greg, isn't that kind of a duh statement? Not necessarily. When I was pastoring churches, my little motto was trust the Lord and tell the people. So occasionally we'd fall behind on our giving. It meant we'd have to make some adjustments to our ministry budget. But before we did that, I, I would just stand before the church and say, hey, here's where we are. If things don't change, then we're going to have to make some, some painful cuts, some painful changes. Now, the last church I served, when I would make that announcement, it was rare, but occasionally I had to a man would directly come to me directly each time after I made that announcement. And he said, I'm so sorry to hear we've fallen behind in our giving. He said, if I had a million dollars, I'd give it to the church. Now, that sounded good, except he didn't have a million dollars. See, God's not interested in what you would give if you could give. God's more interested in what you're giving now out of what you have. It's interesting, when folks get excited about giving, they get creative about giving out of what they have. For instance, consider all the material possessions that God has entrusted to you. House, houses, cars, clothing, real estate, jewelry, appliances, collections, checking accounts, saving accounts, 401k, IRAs. When folks get excited about giving, they, they get creative. They look beyond just the balance in their checking account. You may be thinking, Greg, you're not talking to me. 
I've got more month than money ahead of me. But again, when folks get excited about giving, they think creatively. What else might I have that God may prompt me to give? We have been the recipient of all of these kinds of gifts over the years because folks wanted to give. They wanted to put God's generous heart on display in their giving. What other non-material resources has God given you that you might be able to invest in others or in his kingdom. Again, our giving is not limited to our financial resources. We have at least one, probably more spiritual gifts. Our time, one of our most precious possessions. Giving out of our talents and skills. When you hear of a need, do you ask the Lord if he wants you to have a part in helping meet the need? Are you one who says as soon as there's a need, well, someone else will do it? Not even given consideration. Now, I don't believe we're to give to every need. Can't do that. But I am to give to some needs. How do I know which one? I pray and I ask the Lord. Lord, do you want me to be involved in this particular need? Because I'm married, we make that decision together. Finally, what do you have right now that God may want you to give? What do you have right now that God may want you to give? I was leading a conference in Fort Worth, Texas, and it was our testimony service the second Sunday morning, and a man walked down the aisle in his socks, his tennis shoes in his hands, and he came to the mic and he said, these are brand new shoes, and as you've been challenging us in the area of giving, I prayed and God said, I want you to give your shoes today. So he said, I'm going to give him my shoes. He set them there on the edge of the platform. I said, at the end of the service, he told us the, the sizes of the shoe. I said, at the end of the service, if you need a pair of shoes, come talk to me. Well, at the end of the service, a young Hispanic couple came to me. They told me that was their very first Sunday to visit the church. And he said, was that man serious about giving away his shoes? And I said, he was. And he said, well, those shoes are exactly my size. He said, tomorrow I'm starting a brand new job. And then he said, all I have are these shoes to wear. And I looked and there were literally rags falling off his feet. And he said, could I have those shoes? And I said, those are your shoes. Again, folks, get creative. We had a guy come to one of our meetings years ago with his golf bag. Golf bag full of golf clubs. He came to the mic, and here's what he shared. He said, most of you know I'm pretty serious about golf, and, uh, and he was. He was a scratch golfer, and he had invested a lot of money, a lot of time and energy into his golf game. And he said, God has convicted me that golf has become an idol in my life, and I need to give up golf. Now, that's not a command for everybody. There's nothing sinful about playing golf. Well, let me qualify. If you saw the way I hit a golf ball it's close to sinful. I've got a nasty slice. So he, he brings his golf clubs and he says, I'm selling my golf clubs and I'm going to give the proceeds to the love offering. He gave out of what he had. The last church that I pastored there in the Dallas area, we had a young mom in the church who, because of a massive infection uh, infecting both of her kidneys, she was losing the use of both kidneys and was going to have to have a kidney transplant. And of course, the word got out, and we were praying that there'd be someone that was a compatible donor, and her family were all being tested. Well, there was a woman in the church. They knew each other as acquaintances, not really close friends, more acquaintances. 
And the woman said, could I get tested? And she said, well, sure. And it turned out that she was a perfect match, and she gave a kidney. This woman later gave testimony to our congregation because I was so moved by what I heard. And the woman who had received the kidney said, you know, when you get sick, you expect a church member to show up at your front door with a casserole, but not with a kidney. She gave out of what she had. So as you're praying and seeking God's direction, growing in your generosity, our goal, again, is to put the generous giving heart on display through our obedient giving. Ask God, what do you have right now that he may want you to give?